Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have Yanis and Rob. How you doing, man? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> as reading. always, I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think... It's it's one of those uh, weeks. You know, I can't I can't describe it if it's a plus or a minus. It's okay. Is that a um, or is it? A, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, if people can see us, it's more of a. I've seen I've seen that that GIF, GIF, whatever you call yeah. it, on Twitter with a with a sheep doing a something <laughs> something like that. This is what it reminds me of. Okay. Um, it's not entirely bad, to be honest, based on, on what I see as average. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was prepared for a big red arrow. You mm-hmm. remember I wrote that on the chat as well, that for people who don't um, who don't uh, wildcard mm-hmm. and don't have all this luxury that mm-hmm. we are planning to have in a few weeks, uh, these following weeks might be kind of a torture yeah because the wild carders will supposedly gain a lot from basing their teams on what's coming with the fixtures uh as it appears that's not the case yeah i mean i've late riser has just literally retweeted the team that he should have had and the team that he wildcarded into and the team that he wildcarded out of had a much higher score so I'd argue that the wild card in this week has really shot some people in the foot. Um, it has. It has. What, what's really annoyed me is the Fernandez situation because Fernandez was one of those captains that was a single game weaker, but against Newcastle, you could kind of guarantee him points. And you think that having him in your team is good enough, but nothing is. Having Fernandez in your team is never good enough. You need to have Fernandez captains. Because yeah, literally every game. Because his uh, yeah, his his results just shoot you in the foot every time. Uh, on the other side, you have to think that at least you got half of them. True, half of those points. True. Because I I was devastated when he when he gave that, that assist. Uh, I saw I still had a small green arrow. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, see, I dodged that bullet. Yeah. And suddenly, when he scored. The arrow became red. Yeah. I mean, I got five more points from him and two bonus. And yeah. suddenly this is not only not enough, it's even worse. Yeah. Three um, bonus. Three bonus. Isn't points. it? Rushford has the two. Oh, okay. From what I can see, yeah. it says three. Um yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm on I'm on 47 points, and the average for the top 1k players is 47 points. So you know what? For me, I'm quite happy. As long as I was hitting the average. Are you net 47 or uh, yeah, net I did, 47? I did take a minus two. So I think I'm net 47. Yeah. Minus four. Minus sorry. two. Yeah, that's not possible. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you had like, it's a double game week and you change it only for one picture. Exactly. Minus two. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My my net is 48. So I'm one point ahead. Whew. I also took a minus, uh, minus oh. four. And within... With this battle between us, mm-hmm. it's very clear. Uh, I don't think it's easy to make it even because I've got Rafinha, Bamford, and Captain. Ings. Mm-hmm. Captain Bamford. So you have Ings as a captain. You have Bamford, but you have Dallas. Yeah. So there's a big, big deal. I mean, if Ings scores, you get his points as a captain, but at the same time, Dallas is. Yeah, as a minus. So I'm only aiming for Rafinha, who was so unlucky not to get two or three assists. (laughs) Yeah, the game of his life, and no one else did. Everyone else was like still in the hairdressers or something. That's a good place to start. I haven't seen many players. Yeah, I think so. We start from the beginning, and I haven't seen many players from the losing side get Mm. two bonus points. Yeah, exactly. It was a very narrow win from Wolves. It was a very sad um, assist from Neto, was it? No, Traore. Um, yeah. 
smashed it against the bar, bounces off Meslier's back. And he, the guy was on 10 points and he went straight from 10 points down to one, um, which is super sad because he was playing really well. And I really like him as a keeper. I think he's a great keeper. Yeah. Um, Do you remember the last player who had that problem in one minute going from 10 to one? Nope. It was James Justin. Leicester, uh, was it? Was it Newcastle? I think he he had he made a foul. He got a yeah. yellow card, and that foul ended up as a goal. Yeah, and he lost clean sheet. Yeah, yellow card and everything in, all in, at once, and bonus points as well. Which almost makes you think, you know, just doing the match of the day, day challenge would probably be much better for your mental health. Um, I could be not watching football for me at all would do me much better for my mental health. But we won't talk about that. Just I kind before. of did it this weekend. I kind okay. of did it. I don't think I've seen. I've watched more than two fixtures this week. I think so, I've watched yeah. every single fixture. I've had a really Good. Uh, slow weekend. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to do that on a pod. I shouldn't admit that. But yeah, it's a special weekend. So I, I just watched exactly. two of them. Exactly. Now, you've been really busy, so I don't blame you. We're recording this on Sunday evening, uh, which is why... Yeah, we've still got two fixtures to to play. So we've not got the Crystal Palace Brighton tomorrow. And then Tuesday is uh, Leeds versus Southampton. So these points will get updated. As the game week started, as the deadline happened at 6.30 on Friday evening, everyone was waiting because Ben Quellen mentioned that four o'clock might be the time that the fixtures get released. But as the deadline happened, oh yeah, 6.30 the uh, Premier League announced the fixtures and they announced... 6.35, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, it was just... It was past the... <laughs> <day>. <laughs> it's um, incredible. Which was mad. I was watching a couple of live streams at the time and they were like, no, nah, they haven't. They haven't. No, they can't <laughs> have done that. It was ridiculous. But yeah, FPL and the Premier League either didn't communicate or did communicate and someone thought it'd be funny just just release it a little bit too late yeah i'm thinking it might be it might be like the cherry at the cake of uh crazy things happening on fpl this year yeah it might be on purpose because it's it's for part they're just joking they're just making fun of us and people are always (laughs) tweeting them saying when are the fixtures you know fpl players always on twitter they're always very active and they're always you know creating debate making a lot of noise about games and all this sort of stuff so the premier league would have received hundreds of tweet notifications saying release the fixtures and past the deadline they released them and what they did confirm it in fairness at least what they released was what we were expecting. You know, if they'd have released them yeah. and none of it was expected, then we would have been... Yeah, no Game Week 26, no double Game Week really 26. Sure. That would be hell. Exactly. Um, but what we do have is uh, we were right in our anticipations. Okay, Ben Quellen, we weren't doing any of this, let's face it. No, None of us are analyzing exactly why someone can't have a fixture on this night because there's too many fixtures because they can only play from 6.30 and there's already two fixtures and then there's a European fixture so that can't move to there Ben Curlin. I feel we are like like the elves and uh, Ben Curlin is Santa so he, <laughs> he he does everything we work for him to distribute everything Yeah, but come on he's the guy yeah 100% so yeah, what we got released was the doubles of West Ham Wolves. In game, this is for Game Week 26. We already had the Game Week 25 yeah. fixtures. Nothing changed in the Game Week 25 fixtures, which wasn't a surprise. Um, game Week 26, Man City double with West Ham and Wolves. Aston Villa double with Leeds and Sheffield United. This is important, but a star on Aston Villa. Uh, Everton double with Southampton and West Brom. Tottenham double with uh, Burnley and Fulham. Fulham double with Crystal Palace and Tottenham, another star on them. Liverpool double with Sheffield United and Chelsea. Man United double with Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Chelsea double with Man United and Liverpool. Leicester double with Arsenal and Burnley. Wolves double with Newcastle and Man City. Crystal Palace double with Fulham and Man United. Burnley double with Tottenham and Leicester. Sheffield United double with Liverpool and Aston Villa. West Brom double with Brighton Hove Albion and Everton. I should have also told you put a star on the Tottenham game. So those three fixtures, those three teams, Villa, Spurs 
and Fulham not only double in 26, but also play in 29. So those three teams are teams that you can freely transfer in next week. So you've got some really promising looking Fulham assets who are really have massively upturned in fixtures. Um, if only they weren't playing against Liverpool and City in 27 and 28, though. True. Because I've, like... I've done my homework and I was so into getting them. Yeah. But those two weeks don't look that good. True. And Leeds in 29 isn't necessarily going to be easy points for Fulham as it is anyway. You might as well, you know, it might just be a two-pointer for some of your defenders or uh, yeah. you know, two-pointer for some of your forwards even. But the point is... No, but yeah, they're going to play in a game week that others won't even touch ground. The important thing, other thing, was that Southampton were the other team. So Fulham or Southampton were going to be the ones that doubled with Tottenham. And the Premier League chose Fulham, which I was quite surprised at because the Fulham blank is actually not until game week 33. But because of the way it all runs, uh, they decided that Southampton doubling and Fulham doubling, it was better to go with Fulham. I'm not quite sure why, but if you want to ask Ben Quillen, feel free. Um, They decided that Fulham and Tottenham should double, which meant that Southampton don't have the triple double that we talked about a couple of game weeks ago. They just it hurts a bit. A double double. So what we've got is uh, Sheffield uh, United and Manchester City doubling with Southampton in 27. So 26, we've given you all the doublers. In 27, there is one double um, and that's Man City, who have Man United and Southampton, and Southampton, who have Sheffield and Man City. So they're still a good team to have, but they don't play in 29. So it's a bit, you know, it makes you certain that you're going to keep your three Manchester City assets, safe to say, you know, yes. Man City assets. But in terms of getting more Southampton assets in, not entirely sure. Yeah, I think that's that's what makes it actually clear that you don't want or you didn't want if you had the premonition, uh, you didn't want more than one Southampton player for those three game weeks. Yeah. Because they don't have six fixtures, but they only have five. Yeah. And one of them is the Man City one. So yeah. it's not ideal. The one, The other one was Chelsea, which we saw that they it didn't end up as we were expecting for yeah. the assets that we were expecting to, to return. Yeah. So yeah, for instance, I kind of regret, it's too soon to say, but I kind of regret bringing Ings in already because if, if, of course with ifs, you can't do anything, but if it was DCL, I would still have his points this week yeah. and he does double uh, in 26 and, They've got yeah. fixtures potentially in game week 28 that might double Everton and Villa. Um, but uh, that's very much a potential. Um, sorry, yeah. In 26, they do double Southampton, West Brom, you're right. And they're good Which fixtures. Which is very appealing, really yeah. appealing. I mean, this could easily be a captaincy mm-hmm. or even a ca- triple captaincy if you're bold enough Yeah. On, on DCL because you've got two defences who concede so easily. And Sammy Ajay, uh, the main defender from West Brom, has got a red card, so he's it, not going to be playing that week. But I think he's not going to be playing on the first fixture. This oh, is something uh, I haven't confirmed for sure because it wasn't, was it a, straight it wasn't a straight red. I don't know. Or is it? I, yeah. So this, this is also something we need to look at before we suggest DCL for uh, 26. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, things are, are a bit more clear at the moment. So whatever you've done, you've done already. Yeah. You can't change your wildcards now. Uh, we will keep going as, as we were planning. Mm-hmm. So my idea is to bring Villa players. Agreed. Which, which also happened on quite a, a moment. I wasn't able to afford Grealish this weekend which Thank probably God. was very, very fortunate yeah. for me because he might be out for quite a long time. Definitely. I mean, for for the double weeks that fixtures happen twice every week, it is a long time if he misses five or four fixtures. 
Definitely. And we need to look, see how this is going to affect them. Because on one side, you can look at today's results, but Leicester is a very good team. So yeah. that doesn't say much. For me, what was happening... And away, especially. In that game, for me, what was happening was uh, Ross Barkley was playing in that centre attacking midfield that he normally plays in. But the So you've got Douglas Luiz, who is sitting in the holding two, um, you know, two sitting midfielders. And John McGinn was going forwards and Douglas Luiz was the only one who was covering that midfield. And Leicester were just completely overloading the space between the midfield and defence uh, yeah. of Aston Villa. And they tore them apart, basically. On those they've got two... so good players there. Yeah, they really do. Leicester has very good players there. So the space, the problem wasn't the space, uh, wasn't anything to do with Jack Grealish for the goals conceded, but the goals going forwards was la- was lacking because they didn't have that focal point. And Jack Grealish picked up so many fouls. He gets so many yeah. you know, free kicks and they score a lot. You know, they score from these set pieces and it eases the pressure on the defence as well. They To not concede more than two goals, I was quite surprised. Um, and they did get a goal back. So it's not all doom and gloom, but I think... John McGinn felt like he needed to get forwards more. And because of that, there was more space at the back. So once they realised that, they made sure that there wasn't those gaps uh, in between the midfield and the defence. But I like those fixtures so much. I mean, they've got Leeds, Sheffield United in the double. Yeah. Wolves in 27. Yeah. Newcastle on 28. Yeah. I don't know if they have a double there. Potential double. Yeah. And then they play on 29. And then th- game week 30, which I again want to keep without uh, wildcarding, it's Fulham. Before they go to the really tough, which is perfect for me, if I wildcarded 31, Liverpool, Man City. Yeah. So it's so appealing for me to bring... Uh, I wasn't sure I wanted a defender because I have Martinez already. Yeah. And from now on, he's playing whatever happens for the next five one, two, three, four. There's a five, 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 five game weeks. I shot myself in the um, foot by following your advice on that, just by the way. Johnston got, oh, good. Johnston got me a clean sheet and uh, Martinez didn't. Martinez, so Johnston got seven points, Martinez got me two. And I was planning on doing the swapping and continuing to swap. And I even said that in the podcast before. Like, I know you're unhappy and with what it, was but my I'm going to continue. You were unhappy with the fact that you kept swapping the players in and missing the right points yeah. because you were going I with was, the fixtures. But for me. <laughs> exactly. And I got it right those two times. And then for some reason, I was just yeah. like, yeah, you know, Martinez should just stay in goal. Just Martinez in goal straight. Sounds great. So I put Martinez in goal versus Leicester and the real points were West Brom, uh, Burnley. I think it's the first week out of the last five or six that I got the highest scoring goalkeeper in place. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so and that I, was I extremely that lucky as, a, as well. A small victory. That pen, how that wasn't a penalty as well for Mariola. That was, you know, yeah, a very very lucky penalty. Not well, very lucky not to give that penalty away, in my opinion. And what is really strange with Mariola is that he doesn't make enough saves. No, he he had again two. He didn't get any points from that again. Which shows how like good Everton, Anderson and... The defensive, yes, exactly. So, talking about... This is such a good segue because whatever I did this week was my defence. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I was playing with five at the back, I, I would be so happy. Oh, really? Because I had um, Ariola with six, mm-hmm. then Diaz and Stones, uh, seven and six. Yeah. Taylor, six. And on my bench was Dina with seven, Jeez. which is probably the most remarkable return. Yeah. And he was last of my bench. I told you that. Yeah, you were never going to play. Sufal with bench. two. Sufal yeah. with two. Um, yeah. But still, the defense this week was finally clean sheets. And uh, I'm happy about that. Indeed. I was very worried about the double city. Mm-hmm. Because even if they're so good, because they are, they're fantastic at their defense. And this yeah. Diaz is is probably the best centre back, 
I mean, along with Van Dijk, probably the past five years. Yeah, I was I was reading a post. I don't remember if it was James from Planet FBL saying that uh, Man City fans in 20 years from now will have only we can only have only one centre half next to a company, yeah. and that is Diaz. That is going to be Diaz. He's he, remarkable. He is fantastic. He played a fantastic game, and although. The Sky Sports update that I got on my phone said Arsenal are still in this at 1-0. Watching the game didn't look like Arsenal were still in it. The best chance Arsenal had in that second half, I was watching the German highlights and the German commentator was like, so we are going to show... In German. We're going to show you... I'm not going to do an accent. That's really offensive. (laughs) We're going to show you the best chance of Arsenal had in the second half. And the best chance... Well, the, the chance they showed us... Um, I watched the entire second half and I was like, I can't remember this chance. What are they going to talk about? <laughs> and uh, it was Cancelo slicing the ball back towards Edison. And then Edison realising he can't pick it up because it's a back pass. So Edison <laughs> slices it again and somehow doesn't go anywhere near the back. It goes straight to an Arsenal player. The Arsenal, I think it's Elneny, who then shoots it wide. And yeah. that was the, the best Arsenal chance, which is true, you know. The best Arsenal chance yes. came from an accidental shot from Cancelo in that second half. Aubameyang was falling over a lot and, you know, asking for a lot of penalties. Um, Saka looked lively. Um, but in that team, it, it looked like Saka was the one that was trying to drag everyone else through it from that front line because the rest of them just weren't in the game. Odegaard doesn't, you know, he doesn't put himself around a lot. Um in the first half, he could have got a chance, but he wasn't on the front foot enough. So, you know, we'll wait and see still, but Saka still looks to be the best person in that Arsenal team. It's so strange with Arsenal because they've got such good fixtures after game week 31. Yeah. But I would never trust them. No. No matter what fixtures they've got, they might end up having those, you remember those four victories with clean sheets in a row, but... The, the assets are not to trust with. No. I mean, I could bet on Arsenal to win, but I could never imagine who's going to play well. One one week, it might be Bellerin going mm-hmm. something crazy. Then it's Jaka. Then it's... But you can never rely and have an asset in your team. I'd be, I'd be very tempted with Saka. Maybe instead of um, Suchek or someone like that, but yeah, it, it might even be a two, you know... 5.5, 6 million, two cheap defenders, uh, midfielders in my five midfielders after the wild card. But up until then, I'm not going to make any, you know, lung-busting runs to get any. Yeah, there. I agree. But City, agree. City just, they, they were absolutely smothering. You know, it was, they were completely smothering. Arsenal couldn't get anything from them. And the second half was just a professional, a professional performance. Um, mildly arrogant but good arrogant I'd say you know they knew they weren't going to concede they knew the chances would still come for them so they just played around with it really which might be very helpful for the whole rotation thing because if they manage to just play with uh, we call it in Greece with the engine just running I don't know if that is a yeah yeah, yeah, without without even trying yeah. Um, that means that they might not need to to really uh, rotate that hard enough. Yeah. So they've got the two fixtures coming up is with West Ham Saturday, the early fixture. It's the 12.30. And then they play with Wol- against Wolves on Tuesday, 2nd yeah. of March. It's a fairly, it's a normal, it's kind of like a three-day period. Mm-hmm. Not crazy enough and then they play again uh on oh, no. when is it sorry just want to make sure it's on sunday so they mm-hmm. still got against man united which is good for them because man united will have a day less of rest right. because they play palace on wednesday the 3rd of march why am i saying that because because we're all worried about the rotation yeah let's let's admit that we we all have Three, or we want to have three assets. Yeah. But we don't know. I mean, remember with 
Gundogan what happened this week. We were thinking that even if he's fit, he might be rested because of the Champions League fixture. He, he looked fully fit. He played. I think he played ninety minutes. He played close to ninety minutes at least. Yeah, and he looked fully fit. There was nothing. You know, he's running up and down the pitch. Uh, so that groin injury didn't. Are hurt. you worried now that KDB is back? Um, KDB looked good. He looked rusty. Uh, he didn't, you know, he all of his passes weren't finding their targets like they usually do. His crosses weren't as beautiful as they normally are. So there was a little bit of shine, you know, that he needs to put back on his his performance. But he's been out for three months. He's been out for a while. So not three months, but yeah, he's more, close to two, I would say. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> um, so yeah, yeah I think it's a lot. It's a they lot. played him in this game to try and give him some polish back so that he would be ready for the Mönchengladbach game that's coming up. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Gundogan. It'd be interesting to see this week, you know, hold those transfers, if I were you. Because I'm, I'm really wondering if this is going to affect um, not his time on pitch, because as we saw, that doesn't really affect it. So, uh, because Rodri was definitely rested. It wasn't a tactical thing. Completely. Uh, so it, I'm not afraid that Gundogan has got, got less minutes, but he's going to get a different role, the one that he used to have. So maybe he's not that appealing anymore. I'm not going to sell up until wildcard, of course. Yeah. Looking at, the, looking at the way City play, they've got... So... Briefly, uh, three, four back, four at the back currently, with one of the four will always tuck into the midfield as a dis- yeah. like as a central defensive midfielder at all times. It could be, you know, it could be one of the centre backs and Edison makes the back three. It could be Zinchenko and you know, uh, tucking into midfield and Cancelo makes up the back three, but very often it's Cancelo tucking into the midfield and you're having whichever left or right back you've got. It's not Cancelo, and then the two centre backs playing as a back three. Then you've got what is normally Rodri, but is was Fernandinho in this match making up two pivots. So you've got this back five with the two pivot players, and that allowed. Yeah. So it looks like a four-three-three, but the centre of the midfield three becomes one of the pivots with defenders. And then the other two are running in those inside channels. The other two, yeah. are like they're like pistons as such. So you've got five at the front. You've got the number nine, whichever player that is, quite often in this season, it hasn't even been a number nine. Um, two wide players holding the width, which then allows Gundogan and De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, whichever it is, to go in between those lines and... Um, create triangles and score goals. So I personally think there's space for two of those players in the pitch. I don't think Gundogan is defensive enough to be the number six, to be the Rodri. They've got Fernandinho back, so they don't need another player. In yeah, that. that's true. So my... And they can always rotate those two if they need to. So he's yeah. not... Yeah. They, they call them the half spaces. And you quite often got Foden finding the space in the half space when he's playing as this number nine. And Sterling playing out wide, or Mares playing out wide, keeping those width, like keeping that width intact, um, and the, the people in the half spaces are really doing a lot of the work here. Um, Cancelo is also getting forward even as this pivot and had a great shot at goal with the outside of his boot and how he missed. Yeah. He beautifully, you know, dribbled past the player in the middle of the box and was about ten yards away and just chipped it wide. Um, but yeah, it was a really good, solid performance from City today again. And I think Gundogan and De Bruyne will keep hold of their... Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, what we, We've what, went to the fixtures of this, of today, of Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sad Sunday. Yeah. We've missed um, the big event in the Liverpool Derby. Did, was there a which, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that of a derby, but... Penalty or no penalty? Were, uh, a very, very severe, uh, tough, I mean, strict decision, I would say. Yeah. 
I would say not unfair. It's not one of those cases that you say, oh, it's ridiculous. But but I would probably, even even though I don't like Liverpool, I would probably not have given that. Yeah. First and foremost, for me, it was a negligible penalty in the result of the game. It killed Liverpool off and they, you know, they were beat but at that point and they knew they were beat and they were, you know, didn't create anywhere near as much. But he did block Calvert-Lewis. I'm obviously biased against Liverpool, as always. Yeah. For me, for me, Trent did block, did impede a goal-scoring opportunity without playing the ball. And if you go by the letter of the law, for that respect, it is a penalty. But for me, but also Cavett-Lewin ran into him. Like Cavett-Lewin completely ran into him and um, it was very, very harsh. But I've seen far harsher penalties given this season. Far harsher penalties. Um, That's you know, penalties that aren't even appropriate to be penalties. Anyway, far harsher penalties. Uh, Sigerson took it again, which is bad for FPL because um, we all want Calvert-Lewin or Rich Allison to take it. Um, but yeah, what, what was the other point I wanted to make? Ah, Mane. People who moaned about the penalty from Liverpool's point of view then said Mane was pushed in the box two minutes later, wasn't given. Personally, the reason why Mane wasn't given, the arm on Dia, uh, no, uh, Keane, I think it was, might have been Holgate, one of the centre-backs, it was on Mane. Mane felt the, felt the touch and went to ground. But what he didn't notice was that 20 minutes earlier in the game, Mane had um, had a massive argument with the ref where he shouted abuse at the ref. There was a foul that he felt should have been given on him. It wasn't given. He went over to the ref and literally, you know, face-to-face hurled abuse at the ref. So the ref gave him a yellow card for dissent. So you're not going to get protection from a ref that you've just, like, hurled vile abuse at. So... I'm not saying it was the right decision. I don't think it was a penalty, but also you're not going to get given those 50-50s if you've just been a complete arsehole to the ref and you're not going to get the protection because why would the ref feel any sympathy for you? Because you've just gone to ground. He also flopped to the feel, ground. Do you feel that something's wrong with Mane this year? As um, his mentality and he, he seems angry. I remember he, it was, he was the only player from Liverpool I mean, I admired most of them, but mm. he was the only player that I liked because he had that smile, he had that positivity. Yeah, he was he was such a joy to watch. Yeah, this year he's always angry. It's kind of like some players that they don't get a transfer that they wanted, and they have to suffer the fate of staying there, mm. or they have problems with the team. Yeah, do so you think that has to do with the Barcelona rumors this summer, or I don't know? He's, he's not himself though. His stats have been terrible, you know. He, I mean, I think he's been beaten for goals by, you know, I don't know, James Madison. I, I haven't seen him score many well, goals. Definitely, I, I haven't seen him. I mean, I'll put, quickly pull up his stats, but he's been beaten for goals by people that he should not be beaten for goals by. Um, Even Firmino probably is ahead of him. Yeah. No, it's it's more of. What I'm saying, I, I can see that he's not feeling well. I mean, Salah is also not that explosive as he was. Mm-hmm. His stats are good, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He's scoring a lot, uh, even if he doesn't seem to be in good shape. But he, he's very good. Yeah. Um, but he seems like he's there and he's he's trying and he's taking shots. Yeah. Mane is most of the times not even around. Yeah. It's mad. He, you know, he was the assister. He was the big assister. You know, he was the big... For me, he was the best player for Liverpool last season because... Okay, best attacker for Liverpool last season because when he got into those goal-scoring opportunities, he always made the right choice. It wasn't like, I'm always going to shoot. Salah was always the shoot. And he would shoot from, you know, miles out. He'd shoot from, you know, positions that he shouldn't have shot from and they'd go in, but he would still shoot. Whereas Mane would assess the situation nine times out of 10, make the right call, which is why I thought Mane was the better player. But seven goals, seven assists. Madison's got seven goals and five assists. So, oh, okay. Considering Madison's not played the majority of the season, 
Um, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And Mane's played the majority of the season. Um, yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, it's, it's a shame because, as I told you, he was he was such a likeable... He is. He's still. And, you know, all the stories about his uh, donating stuff yeah. and building stuff back in his country. I mean, all those things are great for him. Yeah. Uh, but he seems to not be happy. Yeah. And probably that's what's affecting him because he's generally the type that plays with a smile and has this positive energy mm-hmm. and he's lost that probably the whole Liverpool team has lost it yeah so it's not just him and they have many excuses we have to give them that uh and of course when you win win the championship after all those years you feel and you've won the Champions League a year earlier you feel that you don't have a lot to motivation fight for yeah. yes uh, but still, I mean, I, I'm a bit surprised because he was he was really great, and this is not his year. But anyway, Klopp's been the best manager that Liverpool have had in recent memory. Klopp has completely changed the club. He's created a winning mentality, and he's won trophies. And I totally disagree with anyone saying that he should leave the club. Um, oh yeah, you know. The only he's way he's transformed them. Come on, he's completely transformed the team. They have had serious defensive injuries. I think the signing of Kabak, I'm going to say it again, was a bad move, and he was definitely a fault for that Richarlison goal. He played Richarlison on side and then didn't make the recover. Yeah. Wasn't fast enough to recover, which is sad. Um, but you know, Richarlison, <laughs> if he'd have held his line with Henderson and the others, he wouldn't have been playing. Richarlison would have been offside, and the goal wouldn't have counted. That lovely assist from Hammers Rodriguez, by the way. Um, Who can play in away games as well. We saw him scoring against Manchester United yeah. at Old Trafford, and then he assists. Because remember, during the first period where he, Just he was goal, shining, yeah. he, it was only home goals. But mm. yeah, I don't know if you would jump to that, that asset for Everton. Despite it was a, them having a really good fixture run. It was a great performance from Everton and I was really, you know, I was chuffed for them because they, they deserve it. They've not won at Liverpool since 1999 at, at uh, the state uh, Liverpool. Anfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, eight minutes past midnight for anyone that's wondering. <laughs> yes. Um, um, so so yeah. we, we keep going. We still stay on the Saturday fixtures. We have that Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. They're <sighs> defensively they finally played, on, but they're completely yeah. rubbish up front. Wasn't it strange that suddenly they were playing with three only attacking players? Mate, whatever they did in there. <laughs> I was watching the game and you were sending me some messages and like you were like, oh, Timo Werner's going through the middle. I was like, mate, I've just seen him go through the left three times in the second <laughs> half. I don't know why you're saying he's going through the middle. You're like, oh, well, Tammy Abraham's come off and Mace and Callum Hudson-Odoi's come on. So that's why yeah. he's going... I was like, Callum Hudson-Odoi looks like he's... I wasn't watching it. I wasn't watching it. I was just reading. This yeah. is this is weird. And I was like, no, he is right. Like, Timo Werner is the only registered striker on the pitch, so he should be through the middle, but he's playing on the left. And then he he started playing more centrally, but it looked like yeah. it was a front two of... Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Timo Werner on one side and Werner on the other side yeah a front two and then Mason Mount playing as a number 10 but also making a front three where he could Mason Mount looked great again uh, scored a penalty which I thought was confusing because of all the like he's missed penalties for um, Chelsea this season so I was quite surprised that he is now their second penalty taker behind Jorginho who wasn't on the pitch at the time of the penalty um, and what's also surprising is that uh, Tuchel, Tuchel, whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, is trusting him because yeah. we were always afraid, and I'm glad he's not out of the team, mm-hmm. uh, that he was in there because of being, you know, Frank's favourite. Yeah. Uh, but apparently he deserves his spot. I, I like him a lot as a player, to be yeah. honest. And he's not a superstar or anything, but he deserves being there. 100%. Because the superstars don't deserve to be there. Yeah. What was going on? So when I was watching it, I was watching it on the German sky and Tuchel was barking something in German. And my German's pretty good, 
couldn't hear what he was saying. I had no idea. And the commentator was like, it's clear what he's just said, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, the one time I could have done with a bit more explanation, totally missed it. Um, but yeah, Tuchel was back in orders from the touchline in German. Uh, to Rudiger. I mean, the I only don't players think it... out there were Timo Werner and Rudiger. And Werner. Um, some of them might speak German as well. Um, I don't know, but it was weird that he was back in such clear orders, you know, unless, yeah, something specific. Um, but I don't think there's a language problem because he speaks wonderfully in uh, <laughs> in interviews. So, yeah. I think there's a, there's a, there's a problem in Chelsea, uh, but it's how things evolved because he still doesn't know his team. That That's what I feel. He's trying within the season and this might end up being a lost season. I mean, they're they're not bad now, and they they're high at the table. I think they'll be fourth. I think they'll be fourth this season. I think I'm not that be... I'm not that confident. Oh, really? I really don't think that they're yes, because I mean, I don't think that West Ham is going to be able to keep that form, not entirely. But I believe that the Liverpool teams can easily go above. Okay. And the first three for me are almost unreachable. Leicester is so much better than Chelsea, much more reliable. They're great. They would have won the Southampton fixture. They would have won the Southampton fixture. They're playing well. They're playing really well. They're playing really well. I'm a bit surprised to say that. And and we have to honour what they've been doing because they've had had serious injury issues and no one's been moaning about them. Not at all. They've had their defence crippled. Vardy is going in and out with injuries. Yeah. Madison was out for a couple of months. They've had so many problems and no one is talking Didi, about it. Yeah. Pereira, Pereira Castagne, now Justin. It's, Pre- it's, it's crazy. And they're still third, actually second, just the goal difference uh, with Man United. Jesus. And they totally deserve it. Yeah, they really do. I mean, we have to give them that. So, yeah, I'm not and entirely Elf- sure that Chelsea will manage. As FPL assets, like we have been criminally undervaluing them, ignoring them. We have been criminally ignoring them. You know, yeah. Harvey Barnes has got eight goals this season. It's not great, but he's better than Mane. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, <laughs> sorry, uh, they're, no, they they really are assets that are not highly priced. Have you noticed that we've never mentioned Schmeichel, for instance? And yeah. he's got good cheats. He's just too expensive. He is. He is. Yeah, that's true. Too expensive. Apart from apart from Justin, their whole defense is very expensive. Yeah, true. And that's why everyone was on that bandwagon, mm-hmm. which I missed. Um, but yeah, I think that was the problem with Leicester. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I've been wanting to say that for weeks, that they are very um, underestimated. And uh, I really appreciate what, what he's done with that team. He, it's it's really Fantastic. amazing, Very and gorgeous. if they hadn't lost those couple of silly games, home games that they yeah. did, uh, was it West Ham? It was Fulham. like the, at the beginning. It was a Fulham game, so they they've lost pictures that, yeah, but well deserved for being third, second, mm-hmm. and they they have got quite a decent run, yeah, and Vardy is not even. Playing at his at his normal capacity, not at all. Not so at all. I'd say definitely wild card fixed. Like these guys are definitely going to be considered for my wild card. A hundred percent in gaming thirty one, definitely getting them in. Um, and if I... shall I just read the five fixtures from thirty one? Go for it. West Ham, West Brom, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. There you go. And then they end up with Man United, Chelsea and Tottenham, which is not ideal, but they will have built such a difference. Yeah. So I don't think that the the, the top four is ever in doubt. Not at all. They probably will go for third place. And their fixtures in the meantime are Arsenal, Burnley, Brighton, Sheffield and Man City wow. at 31. In 30. Arsenal, Burnley. This is a Vardy captaincy. Yeah, 100%. Arsenal is favorite team to score against 100 so yeah for me they're they're great assets 
the only sad thing is that they don't play in 29, you know? Um, yeah. But I want to get in. Agree. I wanted to get in Kane. Do I still want to get in Kane? I don't know. <laughs> um, he was very good today. He is very good. He is the only. He is very good. And. Uh, have the. Can, okay. Bale played well as well when he came on. Should have started, in my opinion. But Kane. Tottenham just don't deserve him. You know, they don't support him yeah. with the funds. They don't give him the players around him to make him work. And, and uh, he's just, yeah, he's a great player. The fact that he blanked makes me even more eager to triple captain him <laughs> next week. Yeah. Because it was a very undeserved blank for him. That's such a Yanis triple captaincy. There you go. Last year, a triple captain Kane again. So it's yeah. going to be probably like my. Always triple captain Kane when you no, don't know what to do. I think Kane is a great asset to triple captain. I think you're a braver man than I am. Uh, but it goes with your theory, man. It goes with the theory of not, you know, when they blank in one game week, they're more likely to score in the next. And when they score in one, they're more likely to blank in the next. I'm about that. And I, I can back that, you know. If you look at Son's stats, for instance... He keeps blanking. <laughs> so at some point, <laughs> he's bloody blanking. <laughs> yeah, don't start. So yeah, West Ham Tottenham. Their first half was terrible. Did, did you sell Antonio? No, I didn't. Did you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Man. For bloody Ings. <laughs> yeah, Ings is still oh, a no, game I to see. play. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. He might unscore him. But still. Uh, yeah, West Ham was good. West Ham did what they know best. Yeah. And they do it really well. I was very uh, disappointed that Suchek got that yellow card. Because, yeah. Yeah. And it happened quite soon after the after Moro's goal, wasn't it? Wait, have I you still got Suchek? I do. I played him in front of a Gunagan. I thought you had... Who did you transfer in for Rafinha then? Salah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that you could get Kane. Yeah. Exactly. Now I remember. But I don't regret it. It, it didn't. It didn't backfire Kane, yet. Kane to Salah. You know that was a two pointer for a two pointer. So that you're okay with that. You know the Rafinha transfer True. is really your Calvert Lewin or your Ings, isn't he? That's your Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't try to make it feel better. That's your. <laughs> it doesn't get better. Anyway. Leeds so, are still going to play Southampton, so we've still got They do. They do, and this might be a very open game because Leeds didn't score. They had many, many chances. Lots mm-hmm. of chances. Patricio was fantastic. He was. Uh, and did you see that on the game on day one, someone triple-captained him? Yeah. He had 33 points out of Patricio. That's, yeah, and he had <laughs> three other Wolves players and two other Leeds players in his team as yeah, well. Yeah, it was a really yeah. weird. I don't. I don't get those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably need that brief, uh, uh, you know, public exactly spot that people are going to talk until Saturday when the other <laughs> pictures join. Um, Sixteen email addresses, but still, congratulations yeah. to them. So, how are your double game week players? Do I'm, you have eleven? Uh, I think I've got ten. And I think my main problem is that Mitchell is one of them. Uh, oh. So I'm really waiting on tomorrow to see what the deal is. Um, but yeah, so my non-double game weekers are Bamford, um, not Armstrong. Uh, Bamford, Dallas, Jack, uh, and Dallas. Just those three? Yeah. Oh yeah, but you said that you have Mitchell, so that's why. And I've got, play so I've got, oh, maybe there's someone else. Oh, Johnston as well. So. And you've got Martinez, so you don't care. I've got Johnston and Martinez, so it'd be a great bench boost goalkeeper if I wanted to. Suchek, Dallas, Bamford, Ings. So they're my non-doublers. The rest of the yeah. lot are doubling. So what I do need to do is I I need to wait and see. Lots of Crystal Palace fans think that Mitchell is going to start tomorrow. And if Mitchell oh. starts tomorrow, that'll be good for me because it might mean that he's going to start the double. But I really don't want to rely on that. So what I've currently got in my head is the potential 
um, transfer in of the Matty Cash replacement. It's not El Ghazi. It's uh, El Ghazi plays further up. It's El Mohammadi. Yeah. Um, He's very cheap, isn't he? Anwar El Mohammadi, who plays the double fixture. And uh, it looks like Matty Cash is out for three or four weeks. Um, So it looks like he might also play in 29. Up until 29, yeah. Yeah. Ahmed El Mohammadi. So that might be a player I go with. It does mean I'm going to be doubling up on, uh, Ever- on, on the defense, the defense of Aston Villa. Um, but they might have another double. So I don't mind doubling up on a double, a team that have the potential of another double. Plus, you're doubling up on the defense, but they have two fixtures. So even if in one of them they have a clean sheet, it's already twelve points. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's it's a bigger. If it was one fixture, you can have like one mistake mm-hmm. that causes you eight points. Yeah, but uh, suddenly, if you have two, the stakes, the 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 potential is bigger. Exactly. I will have five single. Uh, I have five. Yeah. And uh, the one problem is with Inks because uh-huh. I still want to hold on to him. I don't want to sell him. I probably I'm going to start with one single. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't decided which one. Probably going for Bamford or mm-hmm. Rafinha. So it's one of those two. Uh, so Bamford, Rafinha, Ings, Sufal and Suchek are the other two. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of getting uh, a defender from Villa for Sufal, uh-huh. but I think I need more of a midfielder because I don't want to play with five in defence having them all there and having none in attack. Uh, So the thought is probably to go Suchek to El Ghazi because you mentioned him. I like that option because of the penalties. Should have just done it secretly. (laughs) (laughs) I mentioned that on on our chat already, so don't worry. (laughs) Um, I don't know yet, of course. I'm I'm not that that keen yet. Or the, the problem is I don't want to sell my attackers. Mm-hmm. And two of them are playing only one fixture, so I'll have to have one of them with yeah. a single, which is not entirely bad because, as we saw, players with single fixtures get Madison had more than uh, Ings might get, for instance. So, with two pictures, or so you never know. Uh, but yeah, the basic idea is to bring a Villa player. And unfortunately, I can't bring Watkins. I'm not that, what should I call it? I don't have the guts to get Barclay. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be El Ghazi for, for Suchik, yeah. which is an easy sideways. I've got enough money anyway in the bank. I've got 2.2, 2, mm-hmm. which probably will be left aside. Um, I'll see what I'm going to do next. but. This is this is the plan. Yeah. So I've just quickly, while you were talking, looked up how long cash is out for, and Smith said three to four weeks, which mm. means that the Aston Villa game week twenty nine fixture is in pretty much four weeks. It's on twenty first uh, of March. Twenty first of March. Yeah, twenty first of March, which is one, two, three and a half weeks away, which means that it might be better to just go safe and put your money into the other fullback they've got, who is Lowton? No, that's Burnley. No, uh, that's Target. Burnley. Is it Target? Target. Yeah. Or... He's expensive now, though. Yeah. I think it's so, Konza who would be a, a good choice. because Konza means or Target. If you've got the yeah. money, make that transfer. Don't go for the cheap option just because you can. But the main issue is, yeah, Grealish was going to be a transfer in for me, but now he's not. So I do want to triple up on Villa, but we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Do you have Watkins? You don't? I do have Watkins, yeah. Oh, you do have Watkins. Exactly. So Okay. But are you going for Kane, after all? I am going for Kane, but I'm almost certain it's going to be Bamford out. Kane. Really? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Bamford, Bamford out is... Uh, 
allows me um, to get Kane in. I keep Danny Ings for his second double game week. Um, yeah. And then I can sell I can sell Danny Ings quite comfortably and go back to Bamford if needs be. Um, he's playing Villa. Have lost. I would have lost some money because some I've money. got quite a lot of money. But right Bamford, now, yeah. I don't, yeah, sorry. I don't have the need for money because I am going to be getting players like Sterling out mm. eventually when it comes to 29. So, yeah. And then I'm going to be wildcarding. So, yeah, yeah. So, if I need to wildcard for money in 30, I'll wildcard for money in 30 because, um, you know, that's that's what my needs are. But money really for me isn't a worry right now. I think I've got 6 million in the bank. Oh, my goodness. So yeah, my I'm, record was 5.3 last week, but yeah, six is... I can come to is a Gundogan. With, yeah. <laughs> Gundogan to 6.2 million in the bank. So I'm going to ideally go Bamford to Kane. Uh, and then it will be Ings to Bamford probably or you see later on Ings to Bamford yeah if I need it um, for the double yeah for the single game week 29 we'll see Um, we're going to give you a lot more podcasts in between now and game week 29 yes so right now focus on those game week 26 fixtures make sure you've got at least 11 if you're double if you're bench boosting try and get as many as you can I think Bench boosting with players like Bamford uh, with single game week players isn't a bad idea because, you know, Villa are conceding some goals. Even I've just suggested getting two Villa players in uh, from defence. Um, you know, West Ham uh, don't have a bad fix. Oh, no, they do. They're playing Man City. They do. City, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I'm trying to... But I'm holding on to them for getting... From 29, I don't want to get rid of both Suchek yeah. and Sufal, yeah, because I will need them back then, exactly. Uh, but because you mentioned the lead, uh, Leeds Villa, yeah, you know, you know, my reason to believe that Leeds are not going to score much because they did during the first fixture, ah, I see, <laughs> because they won Bamford had a hat trick, yeah, that was the first hat trick, ah, that in, was, uh, yeah, yes, in Birmingham, so great game, things don't come back in the same way we'll see we'll see does that just about wrap us up i think it does i think it does because we'll have the friday um episode for the double game week exactly we will have had the two fixtures the the one on monday if you're listening today the today's fixture i don't think that is very fpl uh related because no. brighton and palace don't have much don't have many players owned. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow's uh, fixture definitely the Southampton leads. Everyone, we all kind of banked on that, which yeah. is a bit crazy because they they didn't have that good fixtures already. But anyway, yeah, we like that that thriller thing of come on, Danny. Why not owning three leads player for such amazing fixtures against exactly. Southampton and the Wolves? I don't get it. <laughs> exactly. And then we've got Champions League. Exactly. Which is City and is it Chelsea as well? It's, yeah, I think it's so. another t- yeah, it's Chelsea Atletico Madrid, isn't it? It should be Chelsea, yeah. It should be Chelsea. Nightmare. And uh <laughs> do we have uh, Europa League as well? We do indeed. Spurs are playing again against Wolfsburger FC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see what these uh, three days, four days will bring and then decide, because as we notice with Grealish, for instance, injuries, you never know what's happening and suddenly things go crazy. I'm so surprised that was correct. I I even... Yeah, I thought it was a rumour. It was a big rumour. It happened, this was last thing, it happened late on Friday, didn't it? Just before the dead, oh no, middle of Friday. Yeah. Someone said he wasn't seen in training pictures and then everyone went bit wild on it saying he's out he's out he's out and there was nothing else to say that he was out the press conference happened dean smith said nothing and it was sort of like this is weird (laughs) and i posted on the group saying these this is the evidence someone has said he's not in training pictures someone has said that he's got some sort of fracture we're not quite sure what and yeah going forwards Grealish is out. We're going to have a look at how long he is and we'll bring that to you next time and we'll have a bit more clarity on it. 
Um, but yeah, very excellent. Strange leak. Um, we did bring it to it the was. group. So stay, make sure you're in our WhatsApp group. Keep in touch. You, uh, you know, follow us on, have a look at us on Patreon. Click like, click follow, click share um, on whatever service you're listening to this to. Uh, it would really help us out. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. If you've liked it and if you've enjoyed it, um, yeah, drop us a like, drop us a message and get in touch. Very well said. So there's nothing more left to say rather than stay safe. And stay tuned. Have a good week. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Uso Radio. <laughs>